0: Hey, welcome to the Finance Fan Podcast. Where we cover finances, faith, family, and freedom. Whether you're in debt or a seasoned investor, we cover all the ways we're beating the rat race, thriving in recession, building wealth for future generations, and living with purpose to ultimately gain freedom and impact the kingdom. However, the Lord calls us as believers. My name is Isaiah, and I'm one of the hosts of the show, alongside my good friend Andrew. We're both millennials living typical millennial lives, plus we love Jesus, we love our families, and we love freedom. Everything we cover is for entertainment purposes and should not be considered financial advice. Please don't sue us. Enjoy the show. Thanks. We're here. We're live. It's a Thursday morning. We're sort of live. Yeah, we're not live. You're right. You have a ton of caffeine in your system.
1: Yeah. We're not going to talk about how many cups of coffee I've already had. I was worried I would be like too mellow. That won't be a problem. It might go the other direction today.
0: Chatty this morning? Yeah, a little
1: bit chatty. I I might talk a little faster. Cool.
0: Well, I'm really excited about today. We're going to be talking about something really relevant, which is going to be fun and exciting. Heck yeah. We're getting political, y'all. Let's go. So I love the idea of keeping up with current events and political changes and all that. So just to break the news, we're going to be talking about steel loan forgiveness. Whoa. But before we jump into that, Andrew... We want to do something. What do we want to do?
1: Yes, we want to take a listener question to start episodes. We're going to do this. I don't know. I'm not going to make any promises, but we're going to try this format to have a listener question at the beginning. But before we do that, I want to thank you all who are listening to this podcast. Uh, Isaiah, you've been keeping track of the metrics. So Mm -hmm. what are we looking like? I think downloading is the key metrics.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're at 300 downloads, listens. I'm not quite sure the difference, but there's a lot of action there. Social media has got a lot of reach, which is really exciting. We've reached over 100,000 accounts with with Reels, which isn't, you know, a lot of people are doing that with The algorithm likes us,
1: and we don't know why.
0: We got to keep it up. (laughs) So thank you guys for listening and sharing, really. Thank
1: you all. And thank you for the question. Um, We've had a, a number of questions kind of around the same vein, the same topic. And so... Let's see. Here it is. I want to start investing, but I'm overwhelmed by the facts you post because I am a little older. And so the question there, I guess, is what do I do? I'm older. My dollars are not worth as much. We mentioned the 88 factor, 88X factor when you're, what, 21. And it steadily goes down as you get older. So, so uh, your sister Gabby was the example. Her dollars... That she invests are worth twice as much as mine. Right. And it's not that I'm super old, I'm twenty-eight, but that's the difference time makes. Even like seven years of time. Right. And so, uh, if you're listening in this podcast and you are oh no older than me, I'm twenty-eight. Um, if you're older than us, you you have less what what's the word? <laughs> opportunity cost. Yeah. So so yeah. there's uh less opportunity for your dollars to uh to invest, and to maximize the effects of compound growth. And so I would just say, first and foremost, forgive 20-year-old self. That's something I had to do when I looked at my finances and realized, first of all, be honest with yourself, realize where you are, it's okay. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, it means you're normal in America. If you are in $15,000 of debt, that's about average. That's about normal in America. So context... Like, realize it's not abnormal to be in debt in America. It's not abnormal to be living paycheck to paycheck, to not track your budget. And so what you can do is just be honest with where you are and leave the past in the past. And the first thing I had to do, and even now I, got, I still got to work on this, is forgive 20-year-old Andrew. Yeah. For all those Taco Bell burritos, the beefy crunch burrito back then. I don't know if they still have beefy crunch burrito. We are not sponsored by Taco Bell, by the way. We should be, though. We should be. Taco Bell, come on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, forgiving that past self that made those decisions. I think that when we talk about personal finance, opportunity costs, it's very normal to you know, feel shame over that. Don't feel shame over it. And uh, secondly, tell your story. To others. Inspire the younger generation, people below you, mentor people that are younger than you and tell them, I wish I did this when I was 20.
0: Mm -hmm. So good. I'll
1: take a stab at this as well. Um, I want
0: to hone in on the keyword here. I'm going to read the question again. I want to start investing, but I'm overwhelmed by the facts you post because I'm a little bit older. That word overwhelmed. That's something I I want us to avoid. I don't ever want to be a source of of you feeling overwhelmed or stressed. The point of this is to open the conversation and Help us all grow. Like that's what we're in the business of—is growing together as a finance fam. Yeah. And I—I uh, know who asked this this question. there. Uh, they're a good friend of mine, so I know you're under forty. I'll say that much. And I just want to say there are people. <laughs> I'll I'll be real. People that are way older, uh, family members, maybe some parents, who have nothing saved or invested for their future, and that's going to be a burden on me. It's going to be a burden on those around me. And yeah. just know that you know if you're if you're not starting if you didn't start in your twenties. But you're not into your forties like you actually have plenty of time. You're you are normal. Just because it's it's harder to get started or you feel like you're missing out on something doesn't mean that it's that's not an excuse to not start at all. Like there's still there's still opportunity. Your money can still work for itself. So the, the key is to start. Don't get overwhelmed overwhelmed by the facts or um, just the fear of like you miss something out. Like, no, no, no. You still you still got plenty of time. If you can have your money in the market for five years. That is better than no years. If you can't have your money in the market for 10 years, even better. And in this case, I think you have 15 to 20, maybe more years. Yeah, it's going to affect how early you can retire and, and how fast. You have to be more aggressive with your saving, with your investing. But you are still ahead of the curve, again, as Andrew said, compared to most Americans. So don't feel don't feel any shame or stress. And yeah, forgive your younger... I mean, that's kind of some wellspring language. Forgive your younger yeah. self. It's really powerful. So. Yeah,
1: it's super important. And I would say like for most of the listeners of this show, I'm assuming you're under the age of 45. If you're under the age of 40, 45, you actually still have the opportunity in the next 20 years to watch, I don't know the math on it, but compound interest is still a thing for you yeah. if you're under 40, under 45. And so like it may not be 88 x but seven x is still something. Ten x oh, yeah. is something. Fifteen x is still something. And so, definitely, like, don't wait. Get going. And um, if you're over forty five, I would say the uh, if you are in debt and you're over forty five, the reality of the situation is your odds of becoming a vill- a millionaire retiring before age sixty five they are low. And so, that is something that if you're listening to this show right now, the best thing you could do it you your worth is not your net worth. Your worth is not your net worth. And so what you can do is inspire the next generation. I mean, the wisdom that you have of years of doing the wrong thing is extremely helpful and relevant. Yeah. That's going to help generations to come. And so I would just say mentor people, uh, tell people what not to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's there's still hope. Like you can still follow dreams. You can still start businesses. You can still, I mean, I, I know somebody who's in their 50s who just started last year and they're maxing out their Roth. And it's like, that's a beautiful thing. Like there's still... It does not hurt you to save your money and to yeah. invest at any age. Like yeah. it's still going to benefit the future you. And that's the point is benefiting future you, pursuing the things that future you wants is
1: being called to. Good word. So now the transition, right?
0: Dun, dun, dun. Boom.
1: We are moving into the uh, the student loan forgiveness portion of this episode. And so I'm just going to take a little bit of time. We provided a link to the whitehouse.gov uh, briefing statement. So I'm basically just taking their press release, giving you this information here. You can read it yourself. Um, and so the basic facts of this thing, uh, it was just announced that 20K is coming in student loan debt relief for those that are in federal scholarships. So if you have a, <clears throat> a federal uh, student loan and you are in, if you've received a Pell Grant for low income, uh, it's a low income scholarship Pell Grant, you will receive 20K in student loan forgiveness. And if you were not in a Pell Grant, then you get 10K. And so uh, additionally, there's a pause on repayment. And that has been a thing since covid and it's extended until December thirty-first, twenty twenty-two. And you are not eligible for this if you make over a hundred and K, a hundred and twenty-five K individually, and two hundred and fifty K married. And so the context of this, everyone knows there's a student loan problem. Student loan, I mean, tuition has tripled. There's a bunch of factors in this. We won't go into the problem that is student loan. I, I think we're in the trillions, right? We're in Oh, no, 1.6 trillion dollars yeah. of student loans and so this is the government saying all right we're gonna fix this trust us we're from the government and we're here to help <laughs> yeah so they uh so they're still continuing to make these loans
0: mm-hmm. they're
1: they're not doing anything about the cost of tuition in fact this might increase tuition we don't know but uh the fact of the matter is this is relief for a lot of Americans, and if you hit, if you are re- receiving this relief, I mean, we are so happy. We're over the moon for you. I mean, that is a big deal. That's going to make a lot of difference for a lot of families. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and um, so yeah. How, how does how does this news strike you, Isaiah? Um, in Wellspring language. In Wellspring language. How do you feel about this? <laughs> for those taxpayer? who are not Wellspring, is
0: is incredible. Everyone should do it.
1: So, taxpayer, how do you feel? <laughs>
0: So uh, I guess the disclaimer going into this portion is everybody has kind of a response to this, right? You have people who are very happy. Many Americans who are getting relief that they've been waiting for. Financial coach
1: Andrew is very happy. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) No, you're good.
0: (laughs) They're rejoicing. They're they're super happy. You have people who are really disappointed and because the reality is, and I would say I'm somewhat a part of this game, maybe not the... Angry part, but I I understand that the government doesn't just wave a wand and things are yeah. forgiven. The government needs money to, to to operate and to pay stuff. And so, when you have institutions and businesses and banks and whatnot supplying and lending out this money, and and the, the government steps in to cancel some of the loans and debt, and then pay it uh, pay it back to these banks, like it's just it kind of messes up this this economic flow, if you will. And there's, there's going to be repercussions. Like they say it's not going to affect your taxes. They say it's, it's, it's just forgiven. It's just not true the way economics one oh one works. Like it has to go somewhere. Someone's got to pay for that. So, um, I was thinking about that verse, like rejoice with those who rejoice and yeah. mourn with those who mourn. Like what, what should my response be to this? I am somebody who did not have student loan debt. I worked uh, two jobs through college and I had help, for my parents getting to live at home and maybe I was you know, quote unquote privileged and whatnot. But, um, I, I didn't go to the college that I wanted to. I actually, I, I went to UGA for a semester. I couldn't afford it. So I came back home to go to a, GGC, a community college mm-hmm. and because I couldn't afford it, I didn't want to take on debt and I, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go down that path. So that was an intentional four years of my life that I made that decision and, yeah, I'm like, it would have been nice to know that $10,000 would have been forgiven. <laughs> I know. In um, hindsight, I in would hindsight, have just
1: taken out loans, right? Yeah. In fact, you can take out loans today and invest in rare fish. And
0: <laughs> that'll be another uh, uh, piece we'll do. But, yeah, that's kind of like the wellspring e language. Like, I just want to rejoice with those who are getting this relief and then also, like, realize there are consequences to this that we have not even yet, you know, seen. Yeah.
1: So. And if you are... Um, you know, if you're receiving this, you know, we're over the moon for you. We're happy for you. Um, but also know you, you will be paying for this. I saw this great meme in 2020 uh, when they were printing all that money. 80% of US dollars in existence were printed in the last 20, 22 months. 80% awesome. of all <laughs> dollars were printed.
0: So happy. Very, very
1: recently. Um, and so basically when all these were printed, someone's saying, who's going to pay for it? And I saw Carrie Job. And your children, and your children. Sorry if we the get blessing. a copyright thing. Yeah, the blessing. Your children and your children's children are going to pay for it. And so just realize if you're receiving this, hey, you'll be paying for it too, along with all of us. So keep that in mind. We're, we're paying for it. I mean, inflation's high. I mean, there's, there's yeah. many signs. <laughs> we're already paying for it. Absolutely. So uh, the first question to answer here, what do you do if you think your debt might be forgiven? So if if you don't know, if you qualify, like there's a lot of stipulations here. If you make over 125k as an individual over 250k as a as a married fi- uh, filing jointly you won't be receiving this. And so there's nuances here. There's also, oh my gosh, uh recently I heard that there's a pushback there's a pushback on whether Joe Biden can actually do this. We don't know. Oh, awesome. <laughs> if he has the constitutional <laughs> authority. So what would happen if he didn't have the constitutional authority and he just did it? And we and that it's the opposing party's fault that it didn't happen. I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah. I think it's a genius political mood, by, by the way. Uh, side note. But what do you do if you think your debt might be forgiven? Because all this is is a promise still. Apparently it's got some teeth. Apparently it's going to happen. But what do you do if you think your debt might be forgiven? You go out, you buy the new iPhone 14. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got to watch my sarcasm on the show because people might be like, what? So good, yes. <laughs> yeah. Not um, financial advice. <laughs> I, I would say keep paying off your debt. Like that doesn't give you a a ticket out to not keep paying that. So, I mean, keep, keep with your plan, keep with rejoice, like, like be happy and do the hallelujah dance that you got 10 or $20,000 taken off of your, um, debt, but you're still like, you're still on the path to financial freedom. If you had that debt and you should be on the path to paying that off and building wealth and continuing with all the, all the principles we're talking about in this show.
1: Yep. And I would I would say there in coming weeks, there will be information on how to apply. I think it's going, from what I understand, it's going to be an application process. Like you're getting it, but they want to know some information. I I don't know. And so just pay attention uh, to the news. And hopefully, I, I think that they'll give pretty clear directions on how that can happen. I don't think it's just going to happen automatically so yeah, uh if you think your debt might be forgiven, just wait for that day. It's not gonna just happen to you. You're there's probably gonna be some action required on your part. Yep. Um what to do if you're gonna be paying the bill, Isaiah. We um, going me, back to me kinda, and you as taxpayers. Right. <laughs> going
0: back to, you know, I love how Dave Ramsey he always says this. He's like, we can't control certain things. Yeah. You can't control what the president or what Congress or what the Supreme Court's gonna do, but you can control what you do day in and day out. So keep Controlling what you have authority over, you can do a budget, you can plan for the worst, you can build wealth, and you can invest. And so that's what you need to be focusing on: is is not complaining and not getting mad and not boohoo over whatever. Like, no, no, you do what you have control over. But I I understand like there there is just this this pain. I I think about Robert kisaki and Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. He talks about like he's talking about how his dad told him like the government just gets so hungry for, for, that's the only way the government pays for stuff. They have to tax people and they just get more and more hungry each, each season, each decade. And it's sad, uh, but we don't have control
1: over it. So, yeah, I would encourage you also just because someone else gets a government benefit, just because someone else gets an advantage that wasn't afforded to you, it doesn't mean that you are losing. Mm -hmm. You can control what you can control your mindset. If you get into this victim mentality, Hey, someone else got a cut of something I didn't get, you know, that's, that's a dangerous mindset that is more dangerous than not having a budget, not investing. Like if you are living your life thinking, Oh, someone got this advantage that, Oh man, what if I got it? That the world's against me. I feel like that's the most dangerous mindset. The world is against me. The government is against me. And I would say fight hard against that. What you can control is your mindset, the way you approach this and really like pray, (laughs) pray for, uh, for the, just pray for the Lord's heart for the people who've received an advantage that you didn't get. Mm. And so that's what I'd say. Focus on what you control. You can budget. And you know, it doesn't matter if it's a Republican, if it's a democratic president, the economy is going to grow regardless of these bad decisions. (laughs) It doesn't matter if there's a Republican or a Democrat, in the White House, you can control what you can control. You can take responsibility for your own actions, not the actions of others. Yeah. Amen. Amen and amen.
0: Let's stand. <laughs> <laughs> also, Shout out to Billy Humphrey.
1: <laughs> that's right. So uh, this has been our uh, our discussion about the student loan forgiveness. I'm excited with this show, man, To as things happen, as events transpire, we will be able to react to them in real time, exactly. or or a, a week, week or two later. after, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, totally. I'm I'm excited about that. the The fun thing about personal finance is it's all there's always a new thing in the news that affects the day to day. When there were, you know, Trump checks in 2020. I mean what do you do with a Trump check? That would have been a great question. If we had a podcast back then and someone had told me, hey, what do I do with my 1500, my 1200, my 500? You go buy the iPhone 14, Pro. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's go. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> no, no, I agree. It would have been
0: awesome to to have someone to... Help me understand. I, in fact, that actually was when I got into like investing and stuff. It was you're like 2020. Oh,
1: oh, really? Yeah. So you got given what 1,200, 500 dollars.
0: That was the first time I bought Tesla stock. It
1: was like, I was just wait, nice. And so you're like, I'm gonna get into Tesla. Shout out to Elon. I tr- like tripled my money and then I lost it all. <laughs> oh, and I was no. like, what? <laughs> what would <what> happen? <laughs> How could this happen? A stock went down. How? How does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're excited to react uh, about these sort of things in the future. And uh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. See you. It's morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to this podcast.
0: We talked about student loan forgiveness. We're going to link to some resources here about how to apply for that. Uh, again, we're rejoicing with you. If you are going to be receiving this, we also recognize there will be some consequences to the economy. So, yeah. Anyways, if you guys want to find us on social media, isaiah.ram.finance.fam, and you can find Andrew at Andrewboard15. We are going to also add a questionnaire uh, to Google where you can fill out some information if you're interested in coaching. See you guys in the next show. Thanks.